Alright, good to go. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Thank you for joining us. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving, everybody, or as our friends to the south like to call it, Monday. This episode is going to be a little bit different as I am hosting this episode by myself. Tim is spending Thanksgiving weekend with Chelsea up in Edmonton. However, he will return for next week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed your Thanksgiving weekend, as I know I have. I've gotten a chance to attend two Thanksgiving dinners this past weekend, and it's safe to say that I did not have to quote the great wordsmith of our time, Homer Simpson, when he said, I wore my extra loots pants for nothing. Nothing! If you're still listening to this episode by this point, I would like to thank you, and I would also like to reward you by segmenting into a little segment I like to call Top of the Hour. So on top of the hour, to start off, I just want to give a quick shout out to Washington Capitals forward Nathan Walker. As this past Saturday, he made his NHL debut, but this is also a really big deal as he is the first Australian-born player to start in the NHL. Now this is kind of like, now look, I'm not going to be shitting on this guy, and it is a great thing that he is the first Australian-born player to play in the NHL. However... It's kind of like, like if you talk about or you think about somebody like Steve Nash, for example. Everybody knows him. He's from Victoria, B.C. Good guy. Two-time MVP of the NBA. However, he wasn't born in Victoria. He was born in South Africa. He stated in an interview that he was inspired to play hockey by watching the Mighty Ducks movies. Believe me, I've watched those movies too. Only the first one's that good. Trust me, the sequels are garbage. And, you know, it's funny. You know, Tim actually messaged me this little topic. And I really debated whether or not I should include it because it was his idea. But, you know what? He's not here, so fuck it. I'm going to talk about it anyway. uh, If you've also been following the news, Yuri Hoodler, former Detroit Red Wing forward, uh, came out earlier last week that he was accused of an outburst on an airplane. Now, if you've heard anything about this you would know that he was demanding cocaine from one of the stewardess, and he also peed on a cart. Now look. Now look, I know what we're all thinking here. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. At the time of this recording, Yuri Hoodler currently is a UFA, and I feel that this accusation, I believe, will hurt his chances of being signed by an angel franchise unless he cleans up his act and gets some help. So let's switch gears here and let's talk about some signings. The Buffalo Sabres re-signed Jack Eichel to an 8-year, $80 million contract with an AAV 10. Now despite missing 19 games last season, Jack recorded 24 goals, 33 assists for 57 points. It's also reported that his signing bonus is upwards of $15 million. Personally, I feel this is a great signing for Buffalo as Jack really is developing into their franchise player that they hoped he would be when they drafted him second overall in 2015. The Winnipeg Jets also re-signed Nikola Ellers with seven-year, $42 million contract with an AAV 6. Nikola had 25 goals, 39 assists for 64 points in 82 games last season. 
Much like Eichel in Buffalo, Ellers really has developed into Winnipeg's top players, and I feel that this signing is an absolute slam dunk for the Jets. Florida Panthers re-signed Mike Matheson to an eight-year, $39 million contract with an AAV 4.875. He had eight goals, seven assists for 15 points in 81 games last season in his first full season with the Panthers. I'm not going to lie, I didn't know much about Matheson when I first heard about the signing, but after doing a little research, I feel that the signing is really the right decision for the Panthers, especially with all the injuries that they had last season on defense, most notably Aaron Ekblad. The Columbus Blue Jackets also re-signed Josh Anderson, three-year, $5.55 million contract with an AAV 1.85. He had 17 goals, 12 assists for 29 points in 78 games last season for the Blue Jackets. Josh held out and requested a trade before the season after not getting a new contract. I do like this signing for the Blue Jackets as Josh is perfect in a bottom six role and I feel that the 1.85 per is an absolute steal for them. Chicago Blackhawks, they also signed Cody Franzen, one year, $1 million contract. Not a whole lot to say on the signing. Decent defenseman in a depth role for the Blackhawks and I hope that he does pretty well for the Hawks next season. Calgary Flames signed Tanner Glass to a one-year, $650,000 contract. Also, not a whole lot to say, as Tanner really is a fourth-liner slash 13th forward player. But if it works out for Calgary, I'll be happy for him. The Anaheim Ducks signed Josh Manson to a four-year, $16.4 million contract with an AAV 4.1. Josh was taken by the Vegas Golden Knights in the expansion draft. However, did not stick with the team and returned to Anaheim. Also, this is a solid signing for the Ducks as he really will help their decor that they are building in Anaheim. Let's talk about some trades. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired Calvin Pickard from the Vegas Gold Knights for Tobias Lindbergh and a 2018 sixth round pick. Pickard went 15-31-2 with a 2.98 goals against average and a .904 save percentage on a brutal Colorado Avalanche team last season. I got the sense Toronto made this deal after seeing Curtis Megahaney's performance in the preseason, but I also got the sense Toronto possibly doesn't feel Garrett Sparks is ready to be an NHL backup this season. Now, despite Pickard's record, I feel he is a pretty good and pretty solid goalie from what I have seen of him, and this is also a solid pickup for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Vancouver Canucks, they have acquired Derek Pouliot from the Pittsburgh Penguins for Andre Pedin and a 2018 fourth-round pick. Pouliot was a high draft pick for the Pens in 2012. However, he failed to live up to the expectations in Pittsburgh. Now that he's coming to Vancouver, I feel he could finally live up to those expectations given Vancouver's weak blue line. The Buffalo Sabres have acquired Zach Redman from the Montreal Canadiens for Nicholas Deharnay. Not much to say, and the Chicago Blackhawks have also made a trade with the Montreal Canadiens, acquiring Andreas Martinson for Kyle Braun. I also don't have much to say about these trades, but I had to include them anyway, because they were in the news. The Ottawa Senators, they have signed Drake Batherson and Andre Forbenente to an entry-level deal. I feel Alex was a great player during the preseason, and I am glad he made the club out of training camp. Drake, I didn't really notice him a whole lot. Mind you, I don't have too many notes to back up my statement. But they're on the team, and I'm glad to have them. 
To close out top of the hour, the Ottawa Senators also re-signed Mark Borowiecki to a two-year, $2.4 million deal with a 1.2 AAV. Now, coming into this season, I thought Bora was going to be a seventh defenseman with Frederick Clayson, Dion Phaneuf, and possibly Thomas Shabbat on the left side. However, with Thomas Shabbat being sent down to Belleville, it gave Mark Borowiecki a spot on the team. I have nothing much to say on Borowiecki. I do like Boro. I know a lot of people on Sense Twitter don't like him, but you know what? I like him for what he is. He's not a great player, but he's also not as terrible as Sense Twitter makes him out to be. Well, that concludes Top of the Hour for this episode, and now with that out of the way, it's time to talk about the Ottawa Senators games against the Washington Capitals and Detroit Red Wings. But before we do that, we've got to hit the music. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> Alright, it's time to start talking about some games. And we're going to start off the Washington Capitals, Ottawa Senators at the Canadian Tire Center. It was a 5-4 victory. A 5-4 shootout victory, I might add, for the Washington Capitals, unfortunately. Uh, the goals were scored by Washington. It was a hat trick for Alex Ovechkin and one goal by Brent Conley. Goals by the Sens were two by Mark Stone, one by Derek Brizard, and one by Chris Weidman. Overall, I felt this was a really solid game for the first two periods for both sides, and an absolutely exciting third period that included the Ovechkin hat trick, like I mentioned. The two guys I really got to point out in this game for how good they were was Craig Anderson and Braden Holpe, who played absolutely well, or exceptionally well, I should say, despite both letting in four goals each. The shots were in favor of Ottawa, 32-28. Bobby Ryan, Mark Stone, Mike Hoffman, and Derek Broussard all stood out for the Senators. Mark Stone, like I said, with two goals, and Broussard, who had one goal and two assists. Now, one thing that hasn't changed about the Sens were the power play, and this was just a brutal power play as they went 0-5 in the game, and they had the tendencies like they did last season where they would just stand around, not move, and the teams could figure it out. So let's start talking about some goals. Chris Weidman. How about this guy? Eh? He channels his inner Eric Carlson by scoring on the side of the net to make it 1-0. Just got over the line, but it counts. Dirk, the Dirk Bizarre, he dropped past to Mark Stone, who makes it 2-1 for the Wash for Ottawa. Now before that, Brent Conley tied it up 1-1. And Derek Broussard. Like I said, the drop pass to Mark Stone to make it 2-1. Bobby Ryan, like, this is, I'm so glad that he has not did what he did last season where he was just, just sort of there, didn't really do much. But Bobby Ryan absolutely had a sweet move. He couldn't bear it on the first chance, and Broussard scores on the Ryan pass, 3-1 to one Senators. And then it happened. Alex Ovechkin, folks. What a player. Starts off. Kuznetsov intercepts the Cody CC pass. I'm not going to lie, it was a pretty bad pass. Feathers went over to Ovechkin who, with a perfectly placed shot. 3-2 to two cents. A little, little after that, a little tic-tac-toe from Ferrana to Kuznetsov. 2. Alex Ovechkin who buries the goal on a wide open net. 3-3 three, three tie. And Alex Ovechkin also buries home the hat trick on a shot that Craig Anderson, he really should have had that. He should have had it. Was not a, it was a good shot, but he really should have made the save on that. 
One other note I have from the game, Johnny Oduya got hurt in his first game with the Sens after being hit from behind from Kuznetsov, who looked like he was riding him like a horse. Now, naturally, there was no penalty on the call for whatever reason. Washington won in the shootout. I kind of blew it. I didn't mention here in my notes who scored. Now that we've done talking about this game, let's go on to Game 2. Detroit Red Wings, Ottawa Senators at the Canadian Tire Centre. Detroit also took this one 2-1 in a shootout. Uh, before the game, Ben Harper was called up from Belleville after after the team found out Johnny Oduya had gotten injured. This really, you know, it was a slow start to the game for both teams. However, the game really picked up in the first, after the first five minutes. Both teams played really well with a number of scoring chances coming to both teams, but no success in burying them. The one guy early on who really impressed me was Mark Stone, and I felt he played great early, generating chances and blocked some shots. The shots, once again, 38-30 for the Ottawa Senators. The second straight game where Ottawa outshot the other team and lost in a shootout. Much like the last game we were talking about Craig Anderson and Braden Holpe, how about Craig Anderson and Jimmy Howard? Those two were the absolute stars of this game. Howard made 37 saves with a 9.74 save percentage, and Anderson made 29 saves with a 9.67. Like, that's incredible, folks. Like, if you were a fan of goalie duels, you would have loved that game. It was just such a good game, and it's a shame that Ottawa couldn't win it, but you know what? It happens. Many Ottawa players looked really good in this game, including... Mike Hoffman, who really caught my attention by generating many chances, including two shots that hit the post and it should have gone in, and it absolutely hurt watching that. Ben Harper and Alex Fremontin was in this game. However, I didn't really notice them out there, to be quite honest with you. Both teams were perfect on the power play. Detroit went 4-4, four for four, Ottawa went 7-7. Seven for seven. The one thing that I really noticed were the refs cracking down on slashing calls as it wasn't the primary penalty being called in that game. In the final minutes of this game, though, the Detroit Red Wings finally broke the scoreless tie with Martin Furk scoring to make it 1-0. Now, it looked like when he shot, Craig Anderson had it. However, the puck bounced over his glove and went in. 1-0. Dion Phaneuf, feathers one from the point, was tipped in from Derek Broussard. 1-1 tie, however... Despite the fact that Broussard tipped it, the goal counted for Dion Phaneuf. Now we go on to the overtime, and Ryan Dezingle, with an absolute beautiful move, tries to beat Howard, but couldn't beat the post. He almost buried it, and oh, man, I felt so sorry for him. A guy who, he should have put up at least 20 goals last season, but he just couldn't bury them chances last season for the Senators. They go into a shootout where Franz Nielsen scored the only goal for the Red Wings. 2-1. to one. Now, despite the shootout, I didn't feel that like either team really outplayed the others. It was a good game, much like the Washington game, and it was reported after the game that both Thomas Shabbat and Christian Yaros have been called up from Belleville and will join the team in Vancouver for their game against the Vancouver Canucks on October 10th. All right, guys, so we are going to take a quick break here in the Third Line Plug Sensecast, and we will return for the close, and we'll get out of here. Coming right back. Hi there, my name is Dave. And I'm Neil. We're from Maple Syrup Shots, and we listen to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. Thank you to Taylor and Tim for doing something that's actually a quality product, unlike our podcast. Exactly. All right, guys, we are back here in the Third Line Plug Sensecast. 
I just want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode. I understand this has been an absolute, this has been absolute hot garbage without Tim being here, but have no fear as Tim will return for next week's episode. Oh, speaking of next week's episode, the week ahead includes three games on the menu. Sens go on the Western road trip as they travel to Vancouver to face the Canucks on October 10th. Head off to the Tropical Metropolis of Calgary, Alberta to face the Cobra Command, I mean the Calgary Flames on October 13th and wrap up the road trip in the City of Champions, also known as Edmonton, Alberta, as they face Connor McDavid and the Oilers on October 14th. As always, guys, you can find this show on iTunes. Just search Third Line Plug Sensecast in the iTunes store. We are also on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Third Line Plug Sensecast. We are now also on Google Play Music. Just type in Third Line Plug Sensecast and give us a listen on there if you want to do that as well. We are on Twitter at Third Line Plug. You can also find Tim and myself. Tim is M901 Honey Badger. I am Great White Gipster, G R 8 W Y T E Gipster. And if you want to email us to let us know how much you just like this episode without Tim being here, you want to talk about the sins, or you want to find out which seat Tim and Chelsea are going to be in at the Calgary game on the 13th of October. You can email us, thirdlineplugsensecast at gmail.com. And until next week, guys, I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Go Sands. So long, my time here is up. They're going home!